Well, we had a great time in the Philippines, and uh, we saw literally, I think we estimated about 10,000 uh, people uh, with the gospel, presented the gospel, and preached to 10,000 people. And this team was very special. Every year, I never know who God is going to assemble. Uh, it takes a lot of faith to go. They raised $1,600 each to go on this trip. And um, it's, a, it's always a miracle to see how things fall into place. I was a little nervous this year because I didn't have uh, Robbie and Lou, who I lean on on these opportunities, and Rebecca Fielding, and Norma has come many times, and I have our team. I, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I, uh, Jessica Fielding. I'm sorry, I got the Fielding girls <laughs> twisted. But uh, I've had Norma in the past, and this year I just had Rebecca. I had Rebecca, though, this year, you know. But we had a lot of new people that really just stepped up and, and did some amazing things. I want to give it up for Leo, who stepped up. Stand up real quick, Leo. Many of you might not know, but he is the lead singer of the number one cover band in Sacramento, California. And uh, he, he went out and just, uh, the, just tapped the anointing and just drew those kids in. We're going to show you in a little bit. But I want to just hear from some of the people on the team who would like to go first and just want to share a quick testimony about uh, the trip. Anybody want to go first, or I'll just call you out. Uh, Ariel, why don't you come on up? Give it up for Ariel as she comes. Oh, man, uh, where to begin? First of all, um, I just want to thank the church for covering us while we were out there. It was just super, super powerful. Every time we go, it's powerful, but I feel like God just brings it more and more every single year, and I, uh, he couldn't have said it better. He just really prepared the right people for this year. Um, but for me, this year was extra special because um, I had family there with me. And, man, I've been coming to Elevate for um, almost five years now. And every year I've prayed fervently and faithfully that God would save my family. And I'm so happy to say that a lot of them are here today. I have my cousin, my aunt. Um, my other sort of cousin, my mom and her boyfriend. And man, that just shows um, how God is faithful to those who are faithful to him. And so um, for me, um, specifically for me, outside of the blessing that it was to be there with um, my cousin, who's basically my sister, um, I was really challenged one day. Um, Saturday we had the youth revival service, and they called it the youth awakening, like we call ours the youth awakening. I think that's kind of special too. But... Um, it just really challenged me to really step up my worship. So, I mean, I've been leading worship for a while, but they were leading worship like, man, like rock stars. And I was just like, it was to the point where I already kind of move up toward the stage, you know, when I'm worshiping because I just, that's just how I worship. I feel like I connect more with God when I'm out of my seat, when I'm jumping up and down, when I'm clapping. I feel like that's when I'm most close to God. And so when I got there, we walked in, <clears throat> and the, the worship team was already rehearsing. And I sat down in my seat, and I had to almost hold back tears because I could feel the presence already so strong in that place. And they weren't doing any, you know, crazy special song. They were singing, our God is greater, our God is stronger. We all know that song, but they were just singing it in a different way, and I couldn't understand what was happening. All I knew is that God was already moving. And so they started doing worship, and um, I remember they, they had these dancers up there. And these dancers were, like, doing all these cool Zumba moves and stuff. And it was just, like, it was really cool. And I felt myself wanting to 
do it with them and go with them. And um, sometimes I'm more reserved in a setting that's not familiar to me. But God didn't care about that. God was just moving inside of me. And it really just pushed me to, to really think about the way that I lead worship. And one of the things that they said was, you don't have to be the best singer and you don't have to be, you know, this rock star. If you have the authority of Jesus inside of you, you're able to lead the people. And I believe that God did that on every single one of us in, that, um, in the trip. And it was just super wonderful to be a part of that. And I was super blessed. And I, I just believe that God is just blessing my family through my faithfulness. And I believe that on this trip, he was able to heal so many other people just by us um, being bold and um, faithful in our prayers. Too. Uh, just to give you a little background, I realize we have some people that maybe haven't been with us for very long. About four years ago, uh, I went to the Philippines uh, to preach. I met Pastor Ferdinand in Malaysia uh, at Pastor Raymond Moy's church. And while I was there, he said, Pastor, would you come and, and come out to our church in Lakab and uh, bring the word? And I said, you know, sure. I didn't, I didn't know what I was getting into or whatever. I just knew Pastor Ferdinand was a good man. And, uh, and so uh, I, they, I flew out to Manila. He picks me up at the airport and drives me about four hours into the countryside, man. And we are out there in the cuts. I mean, just rice paddy fields for as far as you could see. And I preached for him on Sunday morning, and we had a great service. And uh, I wasn't scheduled to leave for like four days uh, and because they had no way to get me back to Manila to get another flight. So I ended up staying at his house uh, for four days. And I'm just like, okay, pastor, what do you need me to do? And, and just kind of on the cuff, he's like, well, you know what, while you're here, why don't we get you to speak at the national high school? And I'm like, sure, you know, I'm, I'm here sitting in his room, you know, and, and, uh, just kind of praying, waiting on the Lord, thinking I could be home with my family right now, but I'm out here in this rice paddy field. Uh, and, uh, and so he takes me to this high school and there's over a thousand kids there. And right away, I'm like, okay, wow, this is, I didn't know what I was getting into. And so right away, I have my iPad, uh, my, uh, my iPhone with me. I pulled up a track, and I said, man, I got to do something for these kids. I can't just talk to them for an hour. So I did some tracks. I pulled up some old raps, and I did some raps for them. The kids loved it, and then I just preached and prayed for them. And God gave me a vision while I was there, uh, and I just began to see, man, if I could bring a team from our church to this area, we would, and I saw us walking through the streets of the villages and just transforming the, like the, all the villages coming out and it just being the biggest thing in town. And the other part of that vision I saw is everywhere I went on the way to that high school, I saw basketball rims. I saw kids wearing jerseys, basketball jerseys. I saw basketballs being dribbled. And the other part of that vision was the Lord showed me what, what would happen if the church would sponsor a tournament for the, for the villages to play each other, and then we would bring a team from our church to be a part of that. And then while all the people come together, we preach to them and pray for the sick and do all these things. Well, the Lord gave me that vision four years ago, and then the next year we had a sign-up sheet, and I think we had 20 people or so sign up, and God moved amazingly. The next year, the same, and this year it's just built to a whole nother level. The first two years, we lost that basketball tournament. Uh, I have some sad trophies in my office that say first runner-up, uh, second, which is a nice way to say third place. 
And then another one is the second runner-up, which basically means last. Uh, and so uh, Coach Scotty uh, has, and I have just kind of been on a mission, just really praying and wanting, us, wanting the Lord to lead the right people to us. And this year he did that. And we had Mike Lumagi and Sean that joined the team, as well as Caden. And last year, Doug came on board with us and was with us this year. And, of course, we have the twins. And then we added Lakeisha and Sarah. And this year, they went undefeated. And they just put on a great, uh, yeah, brought the trophy home. I want Jeanette to come right now. Where's she at? Come on down over here, girl. Jeanette gave her life to the Lord at the Singles Awakening just a little nine months ago. And since that time, God has done some radical things. And why don't you share a little bit about your trip? Well, you guys all know I'm Jessica's little sister, um, but I'm also his daughter. Um, this trip was nerve-wracking. Um, like he said, I've, I just came here about a little over nine months ago and just being able to be blessed and thinking right before the trip that you know what no there's no way that that I could do this like you know how am I going to be strong in prayer like I've never done this before and he just told me just come empty and I will fill you with every tool necessary to use out there and it was just so amazing to see all the kids raise their hands and want to accept him in his li in their hearts and in their lives. And for me, praying over them and for him to give me the visions that he gave me of the pain and the hurts that they've been through and for me to see them restored and healed and renewed and walk off that stage a brand new person, it was just, it was amazing. Um, he used me not only to touch them, but he also used me to fill one, one girl that I remember specifically with the Holy Spirit. And that has never happened to me before. It was amazing for me to be able to, for him to just use me, you know, to fill me with the right words, with the right, you know, timing to give them just everything that they ever wanted, those that hug, just hugging them, embracing them, loving them. You know, it was it was really truly a blessing to be out there and to be out there with each and every one of my team members that were out there. Like I told them right before we left, that you know what, I'm not coming home with just friends. I'm coming home with family. You guys are my family. Um, it was just amazing. Like it just really touched my heart, and I will never be the same after this. And as I told Pastor in one of the meetings, like, I was born for this. I was made for this. He made me for this. She shared her testimony for the first time there. And, I mean, God, God just used her tremendously, and we're so glad she was able to come on this trip. I want Leo to come right now because Leo really held it down. He was the party general out there. The, the uh, ringmaster, if you will, uh, just pulling in the kids and just did an awesome job. <laughs> as much as I'm on stage, I, I'm really nervous about this. <laughs> I'm just saying, just saying. So, uh, Grace Jacket, all right? Um, first off, you know, um, two years ago coming to ELC, 
I uh, was just going, coming like for a little bit, just for the worship park, things like that. You know, I just want to hear some singing. I was kind of looking for somewhere. And the actually the first time I've ever sat through an entire service was the first day PSL said, hey, we're going to go on a mission trip to the Philippines. And me, I thought to myself, I was like, man, I'm, I feel I'm really called for uh, missions and things like that. And and just so happened that first day, he mentioned that. And I wasn't even a member. I didn't know really nothing about the church. I just knew Eddie. And I sat there. He mentioned that. And my face just lit up. I was so excited. Like, oh, my God, I think God is talking to me right now. You know, I'm like, Jesus, are you just trying to get me to stay planted at one church or something? You know, why are you, like, pulling on me like that? So I sat through it. And he, he said, hey, we're going to do the mission trip. And the first day I went to a meeting, the first day was for a meeting for, for the actual trip. And I was like, why am I even here? You know, like, what the heck? Um, so I ran home. I told my wife, Ashley, I was like, oh, man. I was like, babe, I think, um, I think God talked to me today. He haven't talked to me in so long. You know, I, he told me to go on this trip. And I know we've never been to this church and everything like that. I know we are doing some other things. And I was like, I, feel, I really feel I need to go. Um, so we're like, okay, we'll talk about it, think about it, pray about it. Kept going to the meetings, things like that. And uh, after so long, it just came natural. And then I, I just want to encourage everybody first before I talk about what happened in the Philippines that just to answer the call. If Jesus puts something on your heart, Jesus says, um, you know, if he puts something on you, just do it. You know, not sure what's going to happen or where you're going to get the money or how your mentality is or if you're just jacked up inside. You know, he'll fix that on, on the way, the journey kind of thing. And that's where I was. I was really just jacked up, you know. Uh, so I answered the call and I just got on that plane. You know, so, um, and that was just the second last year, and uh, everybody knows last year, it was, for me, it was a challenge because I'm not a hooper, and the only service I was doing was hooping, but I wasn't really hooping because I was benching it, and that was really hard for me, not being active, so I'm like, God, you're doing something in my life, I'm supposed to be here for someone else, you know, why am I doing this, you know, I'm sitting here on this bench, everybody's hooping and stuff, and I'm not a hooper, I'm a singer, I do this, give me something, but anyway, so I sat there the whole time, and I let God do his thing that year, but this year, I went on this trip, and I was like, okay, I'm not signing up for the team. I'm not doing that. PSL, give me something else. Please, I'm willing. I'm a vessel. Please give me something. But uh, I just kind of left it alone. But the first day we arrived, he was like, we're going to have a meeting. And um, I was like, okay, why did he call me to this meeting? I was like, oh, man, it's hot. I just want to go to the room. And we get there, and he says, okay, guys, we'll all have jobs for you. And he says, he gave everybody the job. And he was, Leo, you're going to be you're going to be over this. You're going to MC. You're going to just usher in the presence. And I'm thinking like, oh, Jesus, you told me. I was going to do something. I didn't know it was going to go from zero to 100. You know, like, what the heck? Now I'm emceeing. I got to bring in the presence. I got to get in my zone. I got to let you use me. And I was really, like, uncomfortable with that, uh, despite whatever else I do. But I just was like, you know, God, I'm going to just do it. I was like, thanks, Robbie, for not coming, you know. And now I got this big old thing, you know. But uh, besides that, I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I went to my room. And I just prayed. I was like, God, you know, you gave me this huge responsibility. And you're trusting me with your, your children, the, these souls that are out there, these people I'm supposed to minister, you know, and I just kind of prayed to God. I was like, God, just give me the wisdom, what to say, how to act, and just use me. Take me away from this and how I think. Just use me. So um, with, this, with this particular trip, I just grabbed the mic, and I just let God do whatever he needed to do. So just to see, like, these the, the students and even teachers and parents, you know, when we're all up there just ministering, doing our thing, the, the glow their, their reaction, first off, they're coming to you, touching you, like, is this real? 
are you guys real? Are you really, are you guys really here? I think by our presence alone right there was something that was just God led because they've never thought someone's going to come millions of miles or thousands of miles over here just to see them, you know, and I think in a greater vision, they didn't realize that we're bringing, um, God with us. We're ready to impact their lives. And, and it wasn't just, uh, about me or about the team. It was, Everybody had something or things we were going through during this time, you know, but as we're ministering to them, God was ministering to us and sharpening, sharpening us to continue touching the lives of these women and children and these kids through different activities. And uh, I think we forget sometimes that the littlest things can impact a person's life, whether it's a skit or look into their eyes or just touching them saying, hey, be encouraged or, you know, um, just being that person being present you know, was just something amazing for me, and me being super, I feel like I'm a really affectionate person, so as soon as I touched him, I was like, I'm crying, I'm like, you should be the one crying, I'm not the one who should be crying, but it was just God doing something in me to do something in them, and as the words were flowing out of my mouth, as we're praying for these people, you know, they're just looking, they're just looking like, I can't believe this is happening, um, and um, I say, just when you answer the call, people you know, they notice when you're walking and you're calling. They know you're being transformed, and they're being transformed because you're with them. You're on the same level as them as you're ministering to people. And it was just a huge impact to see the team grow. And then as we're planting seeds in other people's lives, when we're walking away, it's like growing in them. They just come running in flocks saying, oh, I want to be around you. Let me know about more about Jesus. Or, you know, uh, let me, can I just be next to you? And I feel like that's God um, really connecting people to us. Um, and I feel this trip was every year you go, it's a different experience and God is moving in a different way and just being able to, you know, walk in a calling and really step forth and take action and not on my own, what I know how to do. I let God just say, God, you know, if I mess up, if I say a corny joke, Hey, that's on you. That's what you have me doing. I'm not going to even sweat it, you know? And, um, and I battled during this trip too, you know, take doing this, this role. And I was like, man, God, I'm, I'm honestly, I, I'm not worthy to do this, you know. I don't feel like I should be the one doing this, you know. But God was telling me, you know, you are the one. You know, I'm choosing you to do this because you feel that way. That means you're not going to be leaning on your own understanding, you know. You're going to let me come in and take over. And I think he wants that kind of person to be, you know what, I want to be empty, and I want you to use me. Um, so I just really appreciate, you know, the team in PSL and just, you know, overall, God, for just using us to impact the people in PI. And I think everybody did an amazing trip. And I encourage everybody to, to step out in faith and answer whatever call that you may have to impact people's lives. All right, we also made a, a cool discovery. I got a call before the trip uh, from Mr. Eddie Cobb. And Eddie Cobb says to me, hey, Pastor, um, I got this great idea for the trip. You know, we need a mascot out there to get the people going during our basketball games. And I'm just like, okay, uh, are you volunteering? He says, yeah, I got, you know, I got this thing. I'm, I got this costume I'm going to bring. He goes, you'll see, you'll see. I said, okay, Eddie. And uh, boy, did we see. Uh, Eddie just, uh, he, he, they almost said let him come back. Um, they basically uh, wanted to keep him. Uh, because he did such an amazing job there. This is such a testimony. Because if you, if you ever would have known Eddie uh, seven, eight years ago, what God, 
what God has done in his life is evident in that video. Give it up one more time. I can't even follow that. So, no, um, he really challenged me to come out of the comfort zone. I always go, even if I'm going, I'm always um, disciple, uh, guard, bodyguard, uh, protector, security guard. Pastor doesn't go anywhere without me. Um, <laughs> so I, I wanted to get out. I mean, I'm still that. I always tell him, you know, I'll I'll take the first bullet. It's up to you after that, you know. (laughs) But but I I wanted to just, like, really step uh, out of that picture that that I I portray, you know. Um, I had to dig deep for those moves. I hope you appreciated them. (laughs) I made some of them up as we went. (laughs) And he edited some, so. But... (laughs) It, it, this was this trip in particular was was more fun than any other. Uh, the other ones you go, you know, and you go as a disciple and you're following the pastor and whatever he says you do, and he points and you run and, and you know. And, but this time it was maybe because the other leaders didn't go, um, I got to step into a different level, and um, and and I felt more like like Barnabas, you know, where you're just an encourager and you're speaking to somebody, and then like I would call Doug out, like Doug did my part, the little salsa part, in one of the skits over there. I didn't feel I go, hey Doug, will you do it, you know? And he was of course, of course, you know, and and he did me better than me. He had better moves than me. I didn't want him to do it again, you know. <laughs> I didn't want us to get mistaken. <laughs> well, it could happen. <laughs> But anyways, long story short, this trip, uh, I, I went into it at a different level, you know. Um, uh, I, I wanted to go as an encourager. Last year was a good lesson for me because I only realized I was going 24 hours before we left. So I didn't really have a role for me. So I remember uh, Pastor uh, Javier and Eddie praying for me, and they're saying, you know, this time you're going to go as, 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 as an encourager, you know. And I did that last year, and I liked that role. I really liked that role. Um, so when people came to me and said things like, you know, I don't know if I know how to pray right or I don't know the right words. Well, you know, the power of your prayer comes in from the one who hears it, not from the one who says it. So he hears our tears as a prayer. So don't be afraid to say what's in your heart. It doesn't have to be poetry. It doesn't have to be flowery. It just has to be from here. And, and uh, there was a lot of that going on over there. And um, the basketball team, who I don't think knew they were going over there as prayer warriors, they thought they were just going to hoop it, were up on stage praying for kids. And the changes that they made, Mike, I mean, every time he spoke, he spoke with conviction. And and his prayer language is strong, you know. And seeing um, Scotty, this is the third year that we go with Scotty in the first year, not knowing where he was coming from. Uh, and we found out there where his heart was and how, how, what a burden he carried on his shoulders. And now to have him show up three years later with, with his kids and, and ministering to all the children that look up to him, you know? J-Wave, man, so many people touched your hair. I don't know how you'd handled it, bro. <laughs> Part of my job was saying, don't touch his hair. 
why do you touch his hair? And they're like, you know, I mean, it was, but it was beautiful. It was beautiful. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm very, uh, I, I'm submitted to my role, not just in the church's eyes, but in God's eyes. Um, I don't know how to dance like Cheeto, but I feel like it. <laughs> the hardest thing that I have to do is, is to let go. I'm used to doing things my way, on my terms, in my time. Not anymore. He's boss of bosses, you know. And that says a lot where I come from. The capo of the capo, you know. Totally submitted to him. If there's anything that I, I could ever do for you guys in any level, let me know. I no longer suffer from um, the root of rejection. I am his son. I am a warrior. And we're family. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Real quick, we just got a, a couple more I want to take. Uh, Coach, you want to say something? Give it up for Coach Scotty as he comes. Um, you guys see my, my jersey I got when I was over there? This is so emotional. That whole trip, everything about it from the time that, the, that we get on the plane, you know, uh, till the time, once we land, I think, in the Philippines, this one was just at a different level. It's my third trip. And uh, going with all the guys, like Eddie said last year, um, um, he, he wasn't going to go, and I told Pastor Sergio, if Eddie doesn't go, I'm not going. <laughs> so it was a good thing that Eddie's trip got approved because um, if he didn't make it on that one, it was going to be crazy because you guys don't understand how many people that were around when we're over there, and it's, for me, it's overwhelming. I don't know if I suffer from some kind of, uh, I don't know what, but I love people, but I don't like to be around a whole lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, so... When the first year when we went on this trip, there were tons and tons and tons of kids that would surround the bus. And Eddie would basically make a way from us from the, from the van to the basketball court. And for me, that was crazy because having played college basketball, I was never around crowds like that. I mean, I played in front of gyms with 10,000 people, but they were in the gym. I could walk from the van to the locker room, put on my clothes, go out, and not see one person until I looked up in the stands. So to be in a crowd like that with these little kids grabbing on you the whole way, Jay Wade, we're pulling kids off his hair, like, get off. <laughs> it, was, it was something that it's a sight to see. And you guys get a little piece of it in the video. But like I said, from the time that the plane landed, Money Mike's family's at the airport. I'm in tears, crying. <laughs> so for Mike to have gone 25 years and not be around his family and to see them when we get there in the airport, for me, that was like, you know, one of those things you see on YouTube. Look at this amazing family, re, uh, you know, family being reunited. This trip, we didn't have Robbie. You guys all know Robbie. Robbie's a loving kind of guy. It's like being around a whole bunch of Robbies. You know? (laughs) 
the, 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 people, the people in that village just, there's so much love. There's so much love. And you guys, we all love Robbie, right? So the first year we get there, it's, it's massive crowds of kids and people just ch- chanting out ELC, ELC the entire game, all game, every game. And I realized it was because we were so bad <laughs> as a basketball team. They were trying to encourage us, like, come on, you guys are getting killed. <laughs> but this year, this year, I felt like we did a bad thing. So I went out. After the first two years, we went and we got hammered two years straight. We were first runner-up woo, to last runner-up which was last place last year. And so when the plane landed last year, I called Pastor Sergio, we met, we had lunch, and I told him about my idea. I was gonna bring in some guys that were Filipino and amazing basketball players. I went on Facebook, went on a webpage on Facebook, the FAM Basketball League, which is another guy that we went to school with, and uh, Ivan's Basketball League, and I posted on there, who are the best Filipino basketball players in Sacramento? And then one of my good friends that I went to school with at Valley, he said, you got to get Mike Lamagi. So I messaged Mike. Mike said, I'll check it out. And we brought Mike along with us, and you guys saw him in the highlights, the stuff that the guy does on the basketball court. And then even bigger is his story. So you only get a little piece of it right here. But when we're over there, we get the full brunt. It's like getting hit in the head with Jesus, like, bam, this is why I do what I do. So we never know the things that are going on that God has planned in our lives. And you don't see it until you're right there and you just go, man, now it makes sense. So I had that idea. I'm going to get these Filipino basketball players. I'm going to go back to the LaCobb, and I'm going to beat these Filipino guys who have been killing ELC basketball with Filipino guys. How about that? And it worked. It really worked. So we sign up Mike. We get Sean. And these guys are real deal, real deal basketball players. We go over there, and um, I thought that what I did was a bad thing because the crowds were quiet now. So they went from cheering for us to just sitting back and no one saying anything. That gym was packed more than it had been packed in the three years that we had been, and no one saying a word until Mike would get the ball and do something crazy, and they would go, whoa. But then other than that, it was really quiet. And the reason was they were so amazed by what we were doing on the basketball court that it just stunned them. And again, I was thinking, we messed up. We went too, we went too big. <laughs> this, this idea was a little too good for us, and it wasn't. It was just what was needed because the messages that we got, the, um, some of the, the um, uh, Facebook messages that I got about our basketball team and the impact that it's having on kids' lives over there. Um, just a couple more things. I'm on the court playing. I'm pushing 50 years old. So for me, it's just kind of run around, chase younger guys. But standing on the court with guys like Doug Gaffney, 
shots went up on the other team, and they would hit the backboard, and it would you know fly up in the air. And I'm looking up, and I'm like, Doug is flying with wings right now. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, my goodness, did anyone see what Doug just did? And he just he would grab this rebound, and I would be just stunned for like three seconds. Being able to go on this trip with my son, Caden, was amazing. It touched me like really to my core because um, I know what, I mean, because I'm his dad, I know what he's been through in his 21 years. And for him to be over there praying for kids, um, to be with this group, this was again for me the most amazing group on the most amazing trip that I had to, I thought everyone was gonna do it. I came to church with my, um, with the ring that we got on the championship. I must have walked around Lagab hitting little kids in the head. I'm a champion. I'm a champion. I am a champion. And you're all champions too. You can see it is written on your heads now. So Big Jack got the rings. And again, this was part of this amazing trip. Last year we went and Dell was telling the whole team about his dreams and how he was, you know, God spoke to me last night and I'm gonna hit 15 baskets in this game. And I would say, just go Dell, stop, you know. <laughs> so his sister Lakeisha's on this trip and then she says, Coach Silva, I had a dream last night, God spoke to me and I'm gonna make these baskets. <laughs> and then we go, oh my gosh, here we go again. But she did it. And you guys all witnessed that. It was the most incredible stuff because right after she did it, she said, you see, I told you that was going to happen. <laughs> and I said, you did. But it was the most amazing trip. Everyone that went on this thing, you guys were all, um, um, you guys really blessed me again from the bottom of my heart. I want to thank every one of you. And I want to thank the entire church for supporting what we do and what Pastor Sergio's vision is um, in a place like Lacob. So this church going there to that village, it means so much to them over there that, you know, you guys really, by watching that video, you get a small piece of it, but you really, in, in the future, if you get a chance to go on one of those, on these mission trips, you really got to do it. Thank you. Amen.